one of the performances of the season of he and Jenna's champion, Trotter Sunday Sun, came in the form of the Dominion. Then came Majestic Man from Midnight Dash. Sunday Sun, the leader. 350 left to travel. Leads at a length on five wise men. Muscle Mountain, the trail. Then Artie by the hill. 28 4, third quarter. Sunday Sun turns for home. Leads by a length and a half. Back to the inside. Muscle Mountain gets chase. Five wise men sticks on. Sunday Sun, a half. Muscle Mountain's coming. Sunday Sun. Muscle Mountain goes to in the inside. The two big guns are stride for stride. Muscle Mountain. Sunday Sun comes again, he's done it! Sunday Sun is one of the greatest of all times. His third dominion and a fantastic racehorse. Second across was Muscle Mountain. That was one of the Never gets old listening to that commentary or indeed watching it. Co-trainer of the mighty little horse with the huge heart uh, is Robert Dunn. He trains with, of course, daughter-in-law Jenna. Uh, Morning to you, RJ. It's been a massive week for Diamond Racing. We'll touch on some of the other awards you were successful in last night as well but uh, Sunday's son an absolute marvel and I think he deserves and it does get bandied around a little bit too often that champion status tag yeah um, good morning Greg and apologies if uh, you can hear an alarm going in the background someone's left their car alarm on but no look he does deserve everything he um, gets this little champ because he's you know champions yes they say are born and they're pretty easy to make, but um, this boy didn't start their way. He took a lot of making, and it's only really when he got his act uh, sorted out that he got, came to champion status. So he deserves everything he, he uh, accolades that he gets. Yeah, $1.4 million, uh, 12 times he won at the ultimate level of Group 1. But I, I thought it was fair that we go back to where it all began. And lucky enough, I got a chance to chat to, on stage last night to Ross Houghton, who broke him in and... He was a bit of a challenge, RJ. He, he didn't mind firing the back legs out, out the back. And, and in fact, um, the first few starts he had, he raced without a cropper. For people who don't understand what that uh, piece of gear is, it goes uh, from the saddle uh, underneath the tail. And he resented that, didn't he? So he, he took some making, all right. Oh, absolutely. I remember when um, Howdy uh, finally got him into the cart, which took a lot longer than the normal horse he'd break in. And uh, look, we let him go from the barn, and, and look, sometimes the hind feet were coming out the back. He, uh, he was plunging and ducking his head and bucking, and how do you be gone for about an hour? And I used to say to Johnny, can we go and find him? <laughs> He's gone for sure. But he uh, he always came back, and how he just had a smile on his face, and he used to take him all around Davy and Cat's butt farm, all around the laneways up to the uh, Christian Centre, and uh, stop where, you know, and have a yarn to somebody and... I think that really helped him, but it didn't make him. It took a lot of making to finally get him to, um, as you say, look, his first two, two-year-old races, he won both of them, and that was really good. Uh, we thought, you know, we're on our way, but then after that, the wheels fell off for some time. And um, it wasn't really, like we, I think in his early career, uh, how he did drive him for a start, and then Johnny took over. But he really broke more than he trotted. And in the end, in desperation, we went to half hobbles on him, uh, for those listeners out there, you know, it's like a pace of the wears hobbles. Uh, trotters can wear them, but they're only around their front legs only. And anyway, uh, once they got, uh, he, he got, he sort of got his act together a little bit, but he still wasn't foolproof, Greg. In fact, I think in two major races, he, he caused false starts um, when he's drawn on the front line uh, through braking. And then we had to eventually put him on to the uh, unruly for a while. So, no, he, he took a long, long time to come right. And it wasn't really... 
um, until his, um, halfway through his four-year-old career when we took the half bubbles off. And Johnny, very, very, I think he always said, Johnny always said that he was a horse that when he had body movement, like he turned his head one way or the other, his ass went, was the hind went with him, and he would make a break. So we had a, another pole, two poles on him, and that was the making of the horse. And eventually he got to just, a, um, you know, being a trotter that wouldn't break anymore. Yeah, well, he, he got that uh, hang of that towards the back end of his four-year-old career. He won an Anzac Cup, a Row Cup, and then the Harness Jewels. But it didn't end there, RJ, because uh, the next campaign, yes, he was good. He won the ordeal, but uh, you went through that cup carnival and he galloped. He galloped at Ashburton. He galloped in the trotting yeah. free-for-all where he was back on the inside. And you had to put him aside. We never saw him for eight or nine months. That was, in many ways, the making of him. Well, we just we we knew he's always been a horse, Greg. That um, whilst he you know he can go through the pain barrier, he's one of those horses that <laughs> would let you know when he's not right. And we knew after the ordeal leading into Ashburton that we we're having a few week problems because he'd make a break in training for no reason. And we gave him the benefit of a doubt at Ashburton. Then again on on Cup Day, we didn't start him obviously in show day. And so we made a call to send him to up to Matamata on some tigraphy machine up there. So they put a die through the body and you, you know, it goes round and it, it, it comes up and tells you which joints are uh, hotter than the others. And we found at the time it was the offside hind fetlock that was causing a lot of his problems. And we, we never picked that up at all. And Sam Taylor, our vet in Christchurch, flexed it up and he tried it up and it never showed any soreness. But on the machine, the machine said there was something in there that was niggly. So he just said, Greg, you had all that time off then, and we, we missed that. So uh, and that was one of four times that he went up to Matter Matter on Centigraphy and probably was to make him to being a champion because every time he went up, we found another little joint we had to address a problem with. And um, so it was good. So, yeah, so he came back as, as a four-year-old and won those, oh, after a four-year-old and back as a four-year-old, and he was away. RJ, last night he joined a very elite group <clears throat> of multiple Horse of the years, and when when you read through this list, the first thing that stands out is the first trotter to have achieved that. But Master Mood, Luxury Liner, Choke, and Alvacolo, El Su, Auckland Reactor, Terror to Love, and Lazarus have all been multiple Horse of the Year. He did that off the back of a, a, a champion season. Yes, he got beaten in the Row Cup, but he won everything else. And there was one race I know really meant a lot to you and Johnny, and that was avenging the defeat the previous year in the Fred Shaw, the trotting championship, because he was up against Bolt for Brilliance, who was the heir apparent in many ways, and a very much on the rise who beat him the year before in Muscle Mountain. Is that the race in the last year? Of course, we raced the whole calendar year for the first time, 2022, that was most satisfying? I think it was, Greg, it was, because, you know, we... Whilst we didn't have any doubts about him, I think a lot of pundits did and thought that the two young guns were going to be um, uh, too fast for him because <clears throat> both horses are definitely faster than Sonny, and that's why Sonny's record over the sprint journey is not quite as good as uh, it should, you know, well, as good as those two anyway. But when I say that, he can still reel off phenomenal fractions because, you know, as we both know, he can trot around the bends faster than any horse probably uh, trot has ever, you know, been in New Zealand. Or, you know, and so that was a really exciting race for us, and, and especially the Fred Shaw because, um, you know, I had a lot to do with Fred, and I don't think anybody that went to Hannington Raceways, you know yourself, Greg, Fred was the superman, and um, it was a real highlight to win that race. And then 
talking just before we go on the the, the road cap. You know, uh, the, the road cap of when he got beat up in Auckland. We knew then that we might be in a spot of trouble because he, it was an underpar performance by him, and he had his fourth trip to Meta Meta then, and that's when we found out that uh, his joint problem had switched from the offside to the near side, both in the hind legs and both around the fetlocks and. So from then on, we had to really um, look after that, and that was eventually the joint that actually um, finished his career and, and uh, before that fantastic um, Dominion handicap, the last race he'd ever raced in. Yeah, look, I, I wasn't trying to underplay that performance because I was lucky enough to be on course uh, uh, alongside you uh, for the presentation and the people were in awe. Yes, it was great to win the Fred Shaw for all the reasons you've said and, and you're right, Fred was a fantastic lawyer and a great supporter of our sport, but uh, the, the race, the Dominion, the Renwick Farms Dominion of 2022 will long live in the memory of trotting enthusiasts, harness racing followers, sports followers, because you don't often see the courage shown by your horse to come back and beat a very brave muscle mountain who was beautifully driven by Ben Hope. And it, it's one of those races for the ages, wasn't it? And it was his last race. So his last racetrack performance was outstanding. And the last time he had a chance to win an award he won last night, it's almost fitting. It was really it's a <clears throat> quite amazing really because that was one of the greatest races and I've been around for a long long time and I've seen some absolute champion horses and some I remember going back to hands down on delightful lady I think that was probably one of the greatest races early on in my career that I witnessed and it was just a slog all the way from the last 400 meters but um getting back to that race I was third 20 or 30 meters just shy of the winning post amongst uh, I would just say a bunch of very enthusiastic well, look it up, uh, punters. And, and I, I fed him, I thought he got beaten because when I came past Ben, it strode to the lead by a good long neck. And, uh, and I knew Sonny was in a spot of trouble. And I thought, I just said to myself, actually, Greg, please don't break, old fella. You're just doing us so proud. And next minute, I don't know how he did it, but he just lifted himself off the canvas and came back. And that was probably the greatest race I've ever seen. Yeah, well, it was a pretty special moment, uh, that is for sure. You had some good ones last night. In fact, the moment of the year voted on uh, by Harness Racing fans was that win by Sunday Sun in the Remick Farms Dominion uh, over Muscle Mountain. Highgrove got the three-year-old. Of course, obviously, Trotter of the Year was Sunday Sun as well. And Need You Now, who's been retired for a wee while, she won the Breeders' Uh, of 2022. She also won her category. So, um, yeah, very good night for Diamond Racing. Yeah, it was a great night for Diamond Racing and, and um, all the awards that Sonny got, it, you know, it, it really brought to to anybody that's a really passionate harness racing man because um, he deserved the more, I feel. And, uh, you know, sometimes you go to awards, Greg, and, and you come away thinking, hmm, how did he get that, you know? But anyway, I think Sonny deserved them all and he'll, he'll go out as... I, and I see written, and I think they're probably right. Lyle Creek could still be our greatest trotter of all time because what he did was quite exceptional. But I think if Sonny had been sound all his life, Greg, I think the source could have rewritten every record that is possible to rewrite because if you go back to his 356 from the stand and the nine New Zealand records that he's broken at various points of his career, and whilst I said before earlier, uh, he might not be as fast as the, the Muscle Mountains and... Um, and the uh, and and uh, bulk of brilliance. It's more so because he hasn't got the beautiful gait that those two horses have got. He's got an unusual gait, as you know, and um, so it's just uh, he has got speed. And I think if he had been sound, he would have just rewritten every record that, and might never been challenged for a long, long time.
Yeah, well, he won 25 of the 34 possible votes. Uh, Self-assured, who had a massive season as well, winning $900,000 in the first ever race by Grins, got six. Copy that, the dual IRT New Zealand Cup winner couple, and Millwood Nike, who was eight from eight, picked up uh, one vote. Already we've seen RJ, and I think this is, um, you know, pretty special. He's in the saddle already. The day after he was officially retired, uh, Laura, who works for you, Burrell, uh, chucked the saddle on. Uh, coincidentally, you didn't have a saddle there, so you went across the road to the Hopes and got the saddle, and he was ridden down the beach like he'd been doing it all his life. I think that's a great testament to the horse because, uh, you know, like it, he not only gave everything on the racetrack, he was obviously a pleasure to have around and still very much is. Well, that's right too, and of course, he, he, you know, he's going to be missed around the stable because um, he just uh, early on, yes, his career he was a bit funny and he was a bit naughty. But boy, in the finish, what a beautiful horse to do anything with. He was so kind, and he never ever did anything wrong after you know after he'd break in a race. He used to you know travel to the races beautifully, Greg. Come into the stalls, you go to sleep when you're gearing arm up, and every day, um, you know, Craig was always with him, Jenna as well. Um, the carrots would be produced, and he loved carrots. And he just was one of those horses that was just an absolute pleasure to have around, and he will be for the rest of his life because he just got this neatest nature. And yes, we look, we're very lucky. We're a great community out there. I would hope he had a saddle, so we went across and grabbed it. And it's a bit like um, Classy Brigade, and it's great these days. Animal welfare is just so important in all industries of life, in all walks of life. And um, it's great to see that you know straight away he could be in a saddle at, on the beach. And what a great way, and what a great advertisement for harness racing. Yep, absolutely. Uh, as he has been and the entire Diamond Racing team, you've made us, uh, him, very accessible to the media over that entire racing career and uh, every accolade the horse gets and the way you guys have handled yourself uh, around this horse, you deserve them as well. Thanks so much for your time this morning, uh, RJ. Uh, it's, a, it's a season that will continue on. You've just been to the yearling sales to try and find your next uh, Sunday sun. Uh, how are the sales of those horses going? Is there any room left for anyone who might be interested? Yes, there is room left. I'm just trying to pencil them all together now, Greg. But uh, if anyone wants to get on Diamond Racing onto the Facebook page uh, or the website or give Amy Edmonds a ring or Andrew Fitzgerald, we'll definitely be... Uh, I'm going to try and get them all finished off this week. Last year, we were lucky enough to syndicate 16 in uh, four weeks, and now we've got them um, well over halfway through doing 17. So I should have them all finished by the end of the week. But if people right, want to come please. on board, especially, especially new owners, Greg, love to have them because... We're actually in the process of upping our game with uh, with the media, with um, you know, with just uh, Facebook, with going to and letting owners know a bit more what the horses are doing all the time, having more um, you know films from them on being on the beach, and of course what Nigel does every weekend is fantastic for the sport. So no, things are going great for diamond racing at the moment. Yep, they are. You lead the premiership. You're a two-time uh, premiership winning trainer as well, and uh, you're absolutely off to a flyer, you and your team. Uh, thanks so much for your time, uh, RJ. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you very much, Greg. Cheers.